welcome to the official St. Patrick's College podcast as we begin our journey into discovering some of the all-time great stories from one of Ballarat's most famous institutions. I am Paul Nolan, the Director of Community Development at St. Patrick's, and I'm excited that you are joining me on this school excursion of sorts as we explore the moments and the men that have contributed so greatly to our rich tradition. In this second episode, we continue a community conversation around the growing issue of mental health and, in particular, youth mental health. Usually at this time of year, the college hosts its annual mental brekkie, which generally sells out in record time and raises important money for the Chris Jung Fund. That fund, named in honour of an old collegian who succumbed to his mental illness in 2015, aims to support current families at St Patrick's College, where the father is suffering mental illness. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, we were unable to host an event this year, but we were determined to ensure community discussion around issues of mental illness remained active. So, with the assistance of 3BA, and with the generous financial backing of the Catholic Diocese of Ballarat Bishop's Charitable Fund, we arranged four interviews to be broadcast on Ballarat Radio on Friday, October 16, exploring the topic of youth mental health. We now throw to Brett McDonald from 3BA, who expertly led this discussion. Well, 2020, the year of the pandemic, has been a year like no other, and we're still not through it yet. The toll it's taken on the mental health of Australians has been immense, and we haven't been immune to the impacts here in Ballarat, with the demand on local mental health resources surging. The St Patrick's College Mental Brekkie has been a part of the Ballarat events landscape for years now, but like all gatherings, has had to be cancelled. So, as an alternative to the Brekkie, 3BA and St Pat's have partnered to create a conversation on mental health. And this is it. A whole hour of radio talking about what is too often not talked about. Joining me this hour will be four special guests that include Headspace, College Captain Will Rothy, College Councillor Eric Hayes, and up next, the Chairman of the Mental Brecky, Simon Dwyer. And remember, if you or anyone you know needs help, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. This morning on Ballarat Today, a conversation on mental health for students and parents in a year that's been like no other. Ballarat Today on 3BA. This is the Friday edition of Ballarat Today on 3BA and we're about to start a conversation about mental health for the next hour. We're doing that because this radio station has partnered with St Pat's College here in Ballarat to, well, we're not replacing the mental brekkie, we're putting an alternative forward for 2020 in a year that's been very, very different. I've got four guests this hour. My first is the chair of the Chris Young Fund. It is Simon Dwyer. Simon, good morning to you. Morning, Brett. How are you? I'm well. Nice to have you on the program. Some interesting people to talk to this hour. Let's go back in time. Tell us about the Chris Young Fund, how it came to be and what it aims to achieve. Uh, in 2015, my best friend Chris Young completed suicide. Chris had had mental health um, problems for a long time, but uh, we didn't see uh, suicide on that radar and he, he, he swore black and blue would never do it. Too much to live for. But he did. Hmm. And uh, for us at his funeral, at his wake at the, at the Yacht Club, it was a line in the sand moment. It was just one of those big, big breaths, you know, that um, you think, well, why is this happening? 
And Youngie wasn't the only one. Mm. Um, we had my generation had a, a very long and very sad history of losing uh, members of it. I, I personally have lost at least three members of my um, immediate, or not immediate, but my extended family um, to suicide, and a, a, a second generation member of that as well, just last year, uh, as well as countless friends. I, 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 I read a list of eighteen names at last year's brekkie, and I knew every single one of them. Eighteen names. Yep. Sobering, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> you would <laughs> never drink, actually. <laughs> no, no, you're exactly right. So the work continues to this very day through the mental brekkie, which is normally uh, Simon a, a big uh, event at at the school, a big fundraising event as as well as getting that message out there. So we're hoping that this hour on the radio will be in some way an alternative to that. Well, it's what can you do in the in the pandemic? You've got to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this was Plan B, probably from about March. Um, we thought about one of our um, one of our committee members, John Fogarty, is a, is very experienced in the health sector. He was CEO at St John's for a number of years. John said very early on that he doubted that the brekkie would happen. He just mm. didn't see the anyone being prepared for what we needed to do. And he thought events like what we wanted to hold would have to be just postponed. So we just needed to think about something different. So that's why I'm sitting here right now. Simon, the the Bricky has had over the years such wonderful supporters. I know you want to uh, put a call out to some of those people this morning. Well, I did. I wanted to um, specifically thank the um, Ballarat uh, Bishops Charitable Fund through the diocese, um, especially Andrew Durick, who has um, effectively stumped up triple this year what they would normally do um, and that is simply because they knew that we'd be struggling for cash. I also mm-hmm. wanted to, to thank Tim Hubble for his support for the last three brekkies, um, Vic Super. They um, they were our big sponsor, our first one, but they went through a merger and he couldn't do it anymore and mm-hmm. um, while I'm at it, I'll thank Steve over there at the, the Regent for his just ongoing generosity and putting his hand in his pocket and just doing whatever is needed. <laughs> Great man. Yeah. Totally agree there. The funds that you raise, and it sounds like fundraising has still gone well despite the uh, pandemic, Simon, where does that money go? How does it support the students and their families at St Pat's? Well, we operate under the auspice of the um, St Pat's Foundation, which is an old boy foundation, and um, they hold the money. It's all nice and legal and looked after. We, generally speaking, um, will fund a boy's education if the father's struggling from mental health. Now, it can be diagnosed depression. It can be PTSD. It can be it can be just doing it hard. Um, we the, we we fund we're funding about f- I think four or five families at the moment. Um, at this at, at at this year that oh, I expected more this year, and, mm. and we haven't actually had as many more okay. as we. Well, that's pleasing. That is pleasing. Um, it's still a bit troubling too. The money's held by the by the foundation, and there's a, a subcommittee of myself and two other members mm-hmm. who then decide whether the application from the family's applicable. Mm-hmm. We've never said no. Right. Uh, the school knows what knows how we can help, and and these families, it's a massive impact. Uh, when you take away the stress of the education fees, then we're really helping mum because mum's mm-hmm. picked up the the bundle from dad who's who's struggling. And if that's something that mum doesn't have to worry about, it's 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 really unifying for a family. They can then concentrate on the father's health. My previous background, I managed, created and managed an education facility for disengaged youth. And as I was seeing the people, the kids that were coming through that, that was the common denominator. Single families, 
uh, disengaging from the kids were disengaging from a regular family. So I effectively became a father for these kids. So I just knew that the, the, there was something sitting out there that needed to be done and it fitted really well at the time with the school. And Simon, it goes further than just simply paying the fees as well. Well, it can. Well, we, you know, we'll pay for counselling. We'll we'll link dad up with with um, counsellors at the school, if need be. We'll, we'll pay for camps, books, whatever we can. Yeah, we've just we've, sometimes we've just actually met up with the fathers and gone for a walk around the lake. So there's lots of different different aspects we can we can get involved with. Yeah, just the simple things, isn't it? It is. It can be. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Simon, uh, look, it's great that you've pulled this event off the mat in a different format this year, and we're still talking about mental health in a year that, uh, well, is going to put a strain on so many different corners of society. So let's keep the conversation going this hour. I've got some interesting guests, uh, Simon, that uh, you and the team at uh, St Pat's have uh, helped me tee up. Looking forward to it. And with an eye to the future, Simon, will the mental brekkie be returning as we once knew it next year, do you think? Absolutely. And not only in Ballarat, but we've um, teed up a, an agreement with uh, St Joseph's in Geelong to hold a, a mental brekkie in Geelong. And whilst I'm at it, uh, we're in discussions with Andrew Jurek from the Ballarat um, CEO as the Catholic Education Office um, to do something at 11 other schools wow. in, in Western Victoria. So the mental brekkie is heading forward. We're, yeah. We're not just, and also we're looking at a Melbourne event as well. So we're really branching out into, in, into the community, which is what we always had planned to do. Simon Dwyer, chair of the Chris Young Fund. Thanks for your time. No worries, that's great. Thanks, Brett. This morning on Ballarat today, a conversation on mental health for students and parents in a year that's been like no other. Ballarat today on Three BA. Time to continue our conversation on mental health as we find, well, not a replacement, but an alternative to the cancelled mental brekkie at St Pat's this year. And let's catch up now with the college captain of St Patrick's College here in Ballarat, Will Rothy. Will, good morning to you. G'day, Brad. How are you? Mate, I'm well, thank you. More importantly, uh, how are you? Are you OK? Yeah, no, I'm going well. It's, it's been a tough year, but we've, we're getting through. I mean, it's a great honour, Will, to be uh, college captain at St Pat's. If you had your time again, would you choose another year? Oh, look, not necessarily, Brett. I think that it's um, just been one of those years where we've had to um, just manage and, and get through and adopt um, lots of new um, ways of learning and um, connecting with each other. Let's go back in time, Will, when uh, the first shutdown happened and uh, the boys from St Pat's were sent home. What, what did that feel like? Oh, yeah, it was definitely a bit of a surprise. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting it. But um, we have, you know, kept the connection um, between us all and I think that's been the major focus throughout this year, um, considering we've been at home. Will, how did you manage the, uh, the, the screen time juggle? I mean, uh, uh, all of us spend a, too much time probably on screens these days and all of a sudden uh, everything you did for your learning was screen-based. That must have been really tough. Yeah, well, that's it, Brett. Um, that was a, a big problem. But um, I think the major thing was just to have a balance and either exercise or um, just get outside for, for a top period of time and it went a long way to, to get away from the screen. Yeah, I think uh, going out and having a kick of the footy or something like that meant a whole lot more this year, didn't it? Oh, it certainly did. Even just um, catching up with one mate, you know, just for a coffee or yeah. or anything like that was just great. And, uh, Will, of course, since you've made a triumphant return to the classroom at St Pat's, was it uh, good to see the other boys? Oh, it sure was, Brad. It was um, 
a lot of familiar faces back in the college and it was just great to be around each other and um, as we experienced this last 12 or so days. Yeah, I bet it was a, a great uh, homecoming. Now, tell us about the Chris Young Fund. Uh, you're pretty close to this, Will, and uh, you, you, you really love the work that it does. Yeah, no doubt, Chris. Um, it's just amazing. Like, the way we've, um, you know, brought it into the college, it's just um, through student wellbeing groups, um, just a major focus on mental health has been so important for us as a college. Um, we have so much support from counsellors, um, from student leaders here at the college. Um, yeah, I think it's just the most important thing, especially during a year like this. I'm speaking to uh, Will Rothy this morning, the St Pat's College captain. Will, have you seen any of your, your mates get the wobbles during 2020 because of the challenging year that it's been? Yeah, I think so, Brett. Look, especially because, you know, it's, it is very prevalent, um, especially this year, and I've definitely noticed a few mates... Um, yeah, as you said, getting the wobbles and mm. um, really facing those um, problems. Um, and I've, I guess the most important thing was just to be there for them, yeah. um, to just have a chat and to um, really just make sure that they're okay. And I think that's the most important thing. One thing I have noticed uh, whilst talking about mental health on this program, uh, Will, is that uh, blokes in particular are really bad at asking for help and, and talking about their, their mental health. Do you think that is finally being broken down? Yeah, I think so, Brett. I think that um, the stigma is, you know, we're trying to break it. And I think, um, especially amongst men, I think mm. the, it's a real... It's almost a sign of weakness, I think we believe, but it's, it's not. It's... Um, it's more than that. Um, mental health is so important. Um, and as we, we're growing and, and developing as men, we, we've got to um, speak up and speak out and, um, because there's always help around the corner. Yeah, I mean, it's not a sign of weakness at all. It's actually, I believe, a sign of strength. Exactly. And I couldn't agree more with that. Like, um, you know, speaking out and talking to a mate is just so important. Mm. And um, it's not a sign of weakness at all. It's actually strength. Hey, Will, uh, I've got an interesting guest uh, on after you today, uh, the great uh, Eric Hayes. He works at the college as a counsellor. How important has it been to have people like Hazy around? Oh, he's great, yeah. Hazy's amazing around the college, um, just providing that voice and um, someone to talk to, um, especially during this year, has been great. So all counsellors around the school have been amazing. Now, what an honest answer to this question, uh, Will Rothy. Uh, how, how hard have you been studying in the lead-up to VCE exams? Oh, uh, yeah, look, Brad, it's, it's due to online learning, it's been pretty difficult, but I guess I'm just trying to um, get as many practice exams um, in as I can and, mm. um, yeah, just making sure I'm the best prepared I can be for the upcoming exams. Yeah, you're feeling in a good space? Yeah, at the moment, Brett, yeah, I think it's... Um, it's sort of, it's a process and I've just got to take it one day as it comes and then, um, yeah, be as prepared as I can be. And how'd you go with the gap the other day? Yeah, no, nah, it was very long and it was very challenging. Um, but yeah, I got through it. Yeah, I, I admire you young people who do that. I've seen that paper once or twice. It is horrifyingly scary for us old blokes, I tell you what. 
Oh, yeah, and it's horrifyingly scary for us too. Actually, <laughs> That's yeah, good to hear. Um, well, Will, uh, absolute pleasure talking to you, mate, uh, and uh, you're a well-deserved college captain in St Pat's. A big shout-out to all the team there this morning. Thanks for uh, talking to us today, and let's hope, uh, you know, we might be able to make a triumphant return next year when the mental brekkie is back. Good on you, Will. No worries at all, Brett. Thanks so much for your time. This morning on Ballarat Today, a conversation on mental health for students and parents in a year that's been like no other. Ballarat Today on 3BA. This is 3BA's Ballarat Today and time to continue our conversation on men's mental health this morning in the absence of the St Patrick's College Mental Brecky. Well, we've uh, caught up with the uh, chair of the Mental Brecky, Simon Dwyer. We had a chat to uh, Will Rothy, college captain. And time now to have a chat to another fellow who does uh, some really important work at St Pat's here in Ballarat. You might know him as a former minor star and coach and, of course, these days coach of uh, The Rush. But to the boys at St Pat's, he's a much-needed resource as a college counsellor. His name, Eric Hayes. Eric, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for that. Nice to have you on the program, Eric. Been a strange year for you, I bet, uh, at the school and no basketball to boot. What a weird one. Yeah, no, it's uh, certainly been challenging in, in many ways. And, and the two crossover, the, mm. you know, that missing of sport has been uh, pretty tough on the young people. Eric, you're no stranger to being a, a school counsellor. You've been doing it for many years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've probably been counsellor for, I guess, pretty close to 20 years. Yeah, 19, 20 wow. years. When you were growing up, was there such a thing as a school counsellor? Uh, not the way, not, no. no. Uh, well, when, uh, in the States we had school counselors, but they were more kind of careers counselors. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in terms of being able to go and kind of work with someone, no, it would have been pretty handy. Oh, absolutely, it would have been. Mm. Things have changed a lot. In fact, uh, this is not St. Pat's specific, but the, the demand is so great that there's now three in your team? Yeah, we've got three, and I think another one that's coming on board later this term or early next year. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but our 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 our, our area uh, in the schools kind of diversifying a little bit as well. But uh, but our our, our core um, aim is just to work with young people and support them uh, during some difficult times. Eric Hayes, can we go back in time to the start of the year when this damn pandemic broke out? What happened at the school and how did the boys cope? Yeah, um, well that was. Uh, yeah, at the start, it was, um, yeah, I guess it was pretty challenging for all of us, uh, everybody in the community, uh, just trying to figure out uh, what it what it was, because I guess uh, early on it was kind of just talked about as a, as a flu kind of a thing, mm. and people were kind of downplaying it, and then the seriousness uh, of it kind of uh, started coming to the fore, and, you know, the school closing down, and, and people having to stay away from each other, and whatever, all that kind of developed, and I think for... For a lot of us, young people and uh, and adults, just that uncertainty about is it safe um, mm. and 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 what what do we do? So, yeah, certainly a few young youngsters were a little bit anxious, as as well as us as adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all were. Yeah. How do you compare shutdown one with shutdown two? Um, yeah, well, uh, well, shutdown one was uh, just really difficult because we didn't we didn't know what what that meant and uh, and how it was going to work. And I know for us uh, as a staff, um, how, I guess, teachers, how, how, how am I going to teach in that in that forum, mm. uh, everything online and, and not having that contact with students. And, and for us as counselors, how are we going to support 
the students when we can't meet with them face to face and have those discussions. So moving to online was um, was different. Um, I guess uh, had to kind of treat it like a, a phone call, um, and I guess that telehealth kind of idea. So um, yeah, it's a big change, and uh, mm-hmm. but but I think um, yeah, first time around was tough. Uh, second time around was certainly uh, a lot smoother because um, mm. we we we'd experienced it. We we knew what we were doing, and I know speaking to some of the students, they just said um, academically it was so much easier because they 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 felt the teachers knew exactly what they were doing and yeah. they were doing things so much smoother, and the boys um, were able to kind of make some adjustments and feel a little bit more comfortable with being at home and being around their you know, their Xbox and PS5 and mm. PS4s and whatever and, and not being on the games all the time and just, just kind of um, doing the schoolwork and having a regular school day. Yeah, I can't imagine how well the boys manage the screen times when you've got to use it for learning and then you lo- use it in your downtime as well. It's almost impossible, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, th- I, think, uh, I think that online learning really created a, a few extra issues with just being on that screen and getting used to just staying on that screen Um yeah, I think it, it probably – I know I've talked to a few parents who say that their their youngsters are still struggling to get off the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, they, 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 they got so hooked into um, being on the screen and playing games and mm. as well as the schooling, but just the, the gaming, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of get them off. Uh, I'm yeah. speaking to St. Pat's College Councillor Eric Hayes this morning. Eric, what other unique problems do you believe that uh, you've been confronted with as a, as a councillor this year? Oh, oh I, 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 I guess just first and foremost, just not having um, people in front of you. And, yeah. and, and, and I guess even like for youngsters, not being able to um, uh, directly, you know, interact with their friends. And, uh, and, but even to go see family, um, mm. you know, just to, to go see their, grand, their grandparents and having to stay f- away from older family members just to make sure that they are safe and... Um, yeah, just that, and, and I guess just that idea of just human contact, just being able to give somebody a hug, and mm. and that's just with you know kind of within family, and it just made it it just made things a lot uh, fairly awkward. Um, and I also think a big impact is uh, sport. Um, so no matter what sport you you played, but um, a lot of youngsters that was a social outlet as well. Mm. So there's a sport and the comp- competition and the physical fitness, but. Um, just um, yeah, that 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 other aspect of socializing and seeing friends and being with friends. I I, I know it certainly had a, a bit of, big impact yeah. on a lot of youngsters. Yeah, sport ticks so many positive boxes for for young people. Indeed, everyone in society, Eric, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I certainly miss uh, I certainly miss the coaching and and just the interaction with uh, with the young people and and um, uh, you know I, I mean obviously there's the you know the the physical and fitness the phys- physical fitness side of things but mm. just that interaction and talking to people and you know seeing people smile and and laugh and and being sad and you know just just all the emotions like you just don't um, you just kind of lose some some connection with that. Yeah. Well, look, we're, we're glad the boys at St. Pat's have made a triumphant return. Again, there's some announcements coming up this Sunday. We don't want to speculate what those might look like, but we hope we'll have some more freedoms in, in regional Victoria especially. Eric, uh, can you pass on my best to you and your uh, counselling team at St. Pat's doing a, a wonderful job this year in a, a really, really ch- challenging year, and to the boys as well. They have risen to the occasion, I'm absolutely sure, especially the, uh, the uh, year of 2020 in VCE. 
Yeah, oh, the, the year 12s. Um, uh, and and I guess with the year 12s, some have thrived yeah, right. just being at home just because they're very disciplined, studious uh, young yeah. people. So yeah. being at home, they... They had the they had a great opportunity without any distraction to be really focused on their mm. on their schooling. But others that needed that that um, feedback from teachers and being able to ba- bounce things off of their peers, yeah. they've they've found it really really tough. So um, yeah, yeah I've, I've talked to a few people that have gone really. They mm. they feel like they've gone probably had their best year, <laughs> um, but others have um, you know kind of fallen off the radar and mm. and even others that were um, kind of not sure about. Uh, where they were at with school, um, and maybe wanted to get, do apprenticeships and stuff like that. They they probably went to those things earlier because they were struggling with school so badly uh, while while they were online. So mm. it's it's yeah, it's been a little bit of both. I, I yeah, think. yeah, interesting observation. We're yeah. all very very different beasts. Eric Hayes, we're out of time. Thank you for yours. Thank you. This morning on Ballarat Today, a conversation on mental health for students and parents in a year that's been like no other. Ballarat Today on 3BA. Time to continue our conversation about mental health as an alternative, not a replacement, but an alternative for the St Pat's Mental Brekkie this year. Of course, it is Mental Health Week, and a big part of that is the Headspace organisation. Now, we were due to have a chat to their CEO, Jason Trethowen, today, but he's been called away. However, we have an excellent replacement. The local manager of Headspace in Ballarat, Janelle Johnson, is on the line. Janelle, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you on the program. A little bit about Jason too. He's uh, he's got the big gig at Headspace these days, but he's a he's a Ballarat boy. Yeah, that's right. He's um he's certainly got a really good connection to Ballarat, and um and his connection to St Pat's was, I suppose, what was really important for the Chris Young Foundation as well. And then coming over to be um, CEO for Headspace, um, we're just a natural progression. Janelle, if I was uh, in a lift with you and you had to give me your uh, elevator uh, spiel, so to speak, on Headspace, what sort of things would you say? Ah, the elevator spiel. Yes. So we are a um, organisation dedicated to young people 12 to 25, mm-hmm. um, and we provide services that cross the whole gamut, I guess. So we work with um, young people on um, mental health and mental wellbeing physical health, um, alcohol and drug support and employment and education. So we've got just such a range of mm-hmm. um, supporters at Headspace. We've got youth lawyers, dieticians, sexual health nurse, psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, youth workers, alcohol and drugs, um, parent workers. Um, we've just got lots of people here, really. Yeah, gee, the resources are great. Uh, mm. If we go back uh, quite a few years, I'd imagine, largely none of that would have existed for our young people. No, look, it's really interesting. We speak to a lot of parents and grandparents as well um, who are caring for young people who constantly say, gee, I wish, you know, something like this was around when I was younger or when my kids were mm. younger. So, we, um, we, yeah, we're really pleased to be part of Ballarat. And you've uh, been part of the Mental Brekkie for some time now, Janelle? Yeah, we have. We've really been lucky enough to be part of that mental brekkie. Um, it's something that um, St Pat's has been um, putting together in, um, for, with and, and inviting us along. Um, and a number of other organisations in Ballarat have been really supportive of that brekkie too. So I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of the community to get behind it and really um, celebrate mental health um, rather than keep the stigma going, I guess. 
Let's hope we'll be back around those breakfast tables in person in around 12 months' time. That'd be nice to know, wouldn't it? I think it would be, yeah. Yeah. Now, let's go back to the start of this year when the pandemic hit. Uh, What did that do to uh, the demand on your surfaces at at Headspace? Look, um, we did find there was a bit of an increase um, in demand, just particularly for people, um, for young people and parents, just to kind of make a bit of sense out of what was happening. So... Usually when we talk to um, young people and parents about, um, you know, noticing or, or when things aren't right, we talk about, you know, isolation, not going to school, not going to work, withdrawing from family and friends. Mm. Um, and that was enforced on all of us at that stage. So, you know, when you're not doing well, you often seek out, seek out people or your community. And um, it was really hard to do that for a lot of people. So we, we were speaking to lots of people about alternative ways to manage mental health, um, you know, while in lockdown, I guess. And that's just been exacerbated again with this, um, the second round of lockdowns. And certainly this is never an easy time for young Mm. people. I'm just thinking of all the year 11s and 12s going through their their exams and um, certainly the tertiary students as well trying to get through and all online really without their natural supports in place. The word resilience springs to mind, Janelle, doesn't it? Uh, This uh, class of 2020 are going to be a resilient bunch. Yeah, look, um, you know, getting through this um, and doing what they do, um, this will be one of those things they tell their grandkids about, won't it? Like, oh, you know, this is nothing like 2020. But, um, I, you know, I think um, it's amazing how resilient young people can be. And it's amazing how, um, you know, the, there's the phrase of it is what it is. You mm. know, it, it um, yeah, actually it is a bit crap, but... Um, you know, we can't do anything about it. There's some things that we can't control. um, So we look at those that we can control. I'm speaking to Janelle Johnson this morning, the manager of Headspace in Ballarat. Janelle, are young people good at talking about their mental health or do you really have to drag it out of them? Oh, I suppose it's the same as adults, isn't it? (laughs) Some people, once given the permission and the safe space, are, you know, are really um, comfortable about um, talking what's happening to them. So, you know, um, it's about emotional literacy, I suppose. So you give, we often give young people words about how to, you know, explain physics or explain, um, you know, a story, but we don't give people a lot of words to explain how they're feeling or Mm. what they're thinking. So um, the best thing that we can do as a community and as parents and friends is to talk about our, our mental well-being and our mental health and sometimes our mental illness um, and just to make sure that people have words on how to describe what, what's going on for them. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that uh, it shouldn't be a shameful thing to do. It's actually a sign of strength if you're prepared to get up and say, hey, I'm not doing all right. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, if you can um, seek your supports when you're not feeling well, that's the best way to, um, you know, feel better, uh, quicker, I suppose. But it's also about recognising when, you know, a mate or someone else or, yeah. you know, a partner is not doing too well and knowing how to approach them or what to do for them as well. Janelle, how do young people in the Ballarat region reach out to Headspace? Uh, they can get online, so um, go on to Headspace Ballarat um, on our webpage mm-hmm. or Facebook page. I think we've got Twitter and all that sort of stuff as well. They can. Um, we're just about to um, open up again and open our door so people can um, just wander in and ask for some support. Uh-oh. 
they can also ask their teachers, wellbeing officers, parents, friends to actually um, make a referral for them as well. Okay, lots of ways to get in touch. Uh, an approximate yeah. date of when you, you think your, uh, your doors might be open again? You, you, yeah, you know, we never make approximate dates in this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this particular time. I think what we <laughs> but, say um, when, when we don't know, we just say about half past or maybe a quarter two will be open again, yeah, but it'll be yeah. sometime soon. Yes, it certainly will be. We're really wanting to um, provide some more support for young people. We find that it's really great to be able to catch someone when they're ready. Mm. Um, so, um, so that's what we want to do. And that's, I suppose, what parents and um, teachers and friends and employers can do as well. Catch someone when they think they might need that extra support when... Um, they're looking when young people are looking for a bit of extra chat time, I suppose. Yeah, and the one uh, slogan or saying uh, ingrained on my mind these days, Janelle, is are you okay? It's a pretty simple question to ask. Yeah, and being willing to listen um, yeah. and um, just sit down and have a cuppa with someone or, a, you know, a walk um, and be there. We don't need to talk about the weather. We can really actually mm. talk and listen about what's going on for people at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Janelle, keep up uh, the great work at Headspace Ballarat. It's been a really informative discussion. Thank you so much for your time and we hope to see you back at the Mental Brecky in 12 months' time, hey? Yeah, great. Thank you very much for inviting me in. Good on you. Janelle Johnson there, folks, and that is about it for our conversation about mental health this morning during Mental Health Week, an alternative for the mental brekkie. My thanks thanks go to Paul and the team at uh, St Pat's College and also to the Catholic Diocese of Ballarat, the Bishop's Charitable Fund. They are the major annual sponsor of the mental brekkie. We aim to produce two of these each term and we'll distribute them through the green, white and blue e-newsletter which is emailed to all old collegians twice a term. If you're not receiving it and want to sign up for it, make sure you get in contact with the college and give us your details. We look forward to seeing you again when the next episode airs.